Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason Smith, and I'm originally from California and now living in beautiful Wuhan, China. And today with me is Bebe. Yes. Hi. Hi, Jason Smith. <laughs> and our dear listeners. Yeah, good. This is Bebe from Beijing. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. I want to talk about trends in the pursuit of happiness. So, I'm going to start with just some data. According to an article June 16, 2020 on AP News, Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. Oh. <laughs> well, I know that doesn't sound wonderful, but this leads us to something. Another article that I read. It is from MSN. It's also CNN, and it talks about Yale University. There's a psychology professor named Lori Santos who is teaching a course about happiness. Statistics show that her course is the most popular course that Yale has had in 300 years. So I find that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Firstly, that people have the time to take a course on happiness says a lot about the American educational system. But secondly, (laughs) let's let's get off of that. Secondly, that's really interesting that, you know, you can get all these kind of professional data about like how to be happy. Her course actually includes like doing your makeup, social distancing and getting vaccines as part of the advice to that people should do to ensure their mental health, which I thought so was it's very detailed, very detailed. So we're talking about happiness today. Mm. Happiness. happiness. That's like, I'm good at that. <laughs> I bet I can write books like an encyclopedia on how to be happy. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think if they give out like degrees in, you know, how to be happy, I'm at like the postdoc level, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? So you're quite a happy person then? I maybe. think so. <laughs> I would say I'm pretty good at being happy. So if they actually give out like a, a degree on how good at you are being happy, I'm like, you know, at the postdoc level. That's good to hear. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. In talking about like uh, differences in like the pursuit of happiness in America and China, I thought we could go through some, I have this exhaustive list, so we're not going to make it all the way through. Some of another, there's a post by uh, <laughs> an, in a, an article called Life Alice on Branson.com about happiness and it's 63 mm. proven scientific ways to make yourself happier. And I thought we could talk about, are these applicable in America and China or like, what's the difference and how do people, you know, mm. make themselves happy obviously we're here with the expert Bebe, the postdoc in happiness so you can give us all kinds of tips and tricks <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we can compare you know like what the professionals are saying and how we feel mm. uh, about how to be happy because you sound like a pretty happy person too jason i'm cheerful a lot of the time yeah and i think <laughs> by saying you know someone is a happy person doesn't mean that they're happy all the time right mm, like mm. when my daughter is sick there's no way i can be happy mm. but what I mean is ability to um, to become happy, mm. to steer yourself in the direction of being happy. And that is, is, first of all, it's a choice. And there are, you know, abilities, capabilities when it comes to how well you can do it. So it's not like someone is just born entirely happy. But, you know, I think 
like uh, you and me, I think we were born with pretty cheerful personalities mm. and um, that's a good start. And also, I think, you know, I watched a lot of cartoon when I was little <laughs> and now that I'm adult, I think that was really good foundation mm, yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. in a happy life. I think, yeah, I think a lot of adjusted people come from well-adjusted families. Mm, well, that makes sense, right? Um, and also childhood, like how good your childhood is, how stable um, how warm, how well you're loved, um, that also mm, contribute mm, to mm. stability. And stability is a part of happiness. And I think especially for people like, you know, my age or even older, we're not really pursuing mm. happiness per se. And I think for at least my stage in life, happiness means, um, you know, you're mm. not rocking your boat too much, right? You're peaceful. Right? There are not not a lot of bad things disturbing your existence. I think that's, you know, mm. happiness. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I have to say I do pursue happiness. Mm. I read a lot of these articles about like how to be calm, how to be like a better speaker, how to be a better listener, how to be happier. Mm. I, I do read these like, you know, I, I guess other people call them clickbait, <laughs> but I like actually reading the clickbait. <laughs> Because, you know, I, I'll click through all the advertisements and click to find the next button every time. All right. You know what? Uh, you can show us some of these uh, baits that you think are helpful. And I will share some of uh, my secret of how to be happy. That is an amazing idea. Yeah. And a number one is giving compliments. Oh, well, thank you. you see, what I, see what I did there? <laughs> I see. <laughs> now I see. <laughs> yeah. Giving compliments. Sure. It makes other people happy. Right. Yeah. And, and that in turn will make you happy. I saw this really great. Hmm. TikTok video um, of this woman in a car and she's like making a TikTok video. So she's driving around and finding people on the street who are dressed nicely and then mm. stopping her car, rolling down the window and saying, wow, you look really great today. <laughs> and you can see these people like light up and a couple of them are right. like, thank you. Thank you. I do. Don't I? <laughs> and like, you know, I'm sure mm. that the driver, the, the creator of this video is happy. Also, I was I felt happy watching the video of this woman wa driving around giving compliments i think i saw some of those and also i think you know if she were driving by me you know like she would stop her car roll her roll down her window take a look and like eh, never mind and <laughs> 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 just drive off <laughs> well I, I'm, i've been giving myself a break this winter because i've been so busy doing just all kinds of things uh, taking care of my family and my book club so i'm like you know for this period of my time i'm gonna i'm not gonna be struggling with myself about self-image mm. um and i think one thing mm. i discovered for my mental health uh, in my late 30s is that i realized that there are different stages to life and you look for different things like you know after you after i became a mom a lot of after a lot of women became a mom um, they're not going to look as good and young as when they were single. You were younger, your skin looks better, and you mm. have more time for sleep. So if you struggle a lot with your image at this period of time, you're just giving yourself a hard time. But maybe maybe later. Wow, how insightful of you. I know. And I mean, I, it's because it's all from reading. But I think it was something uh, very, very helpful to me. Like, don't struggle with things that's not fit for your current stage of life, right? Like for young people mm. to be struggling with the fact that they don't have a lot of savings, that they're poor. I mean, for most young people, mm, that's mm, what life is like. So you, if you keep struggling with mm. that, you know, it's just going to give yourself a lot of pressure. I mean, the, if you just work hard, do the right things, your wealth will come later on in life. And just like people struggling with um, their figure after just giving birth, 
You know, life is tough enough right now. Give yourself a break, you know, when mm. you need to. So here, that's my bit of wisdom. <laughs> Number two, mm -hmm. this is from Dr. A. Emmons and Michael McCullough's research about people who keep a gratitude journal are 25% happier. So that means, I guess, writing down what you're like thankful for, like every mm -hmm. day or two. Mm -hmm. Every day or two. <laughs> sure. So how do they even <laughs> how do they even like keep that 25% happier? <laughs> how do you even measure that? I think it's self-reporting. Oh. You know, I have a friend named Jonathan mm -hmm. who always says, you there's no way to measure happiness. Happiness. He's very adamant about it. But, you know, there are ways. It's just you have to trust that the people are giving honest answers, I think. So you mm -hmm. just take like fill, probably fill out some kind of form or something or other. But you, you just you have to trust people are, are self-reporting accurately. Mm. But as long as you, you're, you're recording the same people one time as you're recording another time, then they are you know, reflecting on like their own answers versus like giving a bunch of people who a different, like if you ask a 50,000 people, you may have all kinds of crazy results because mm -hmm. they, everyone was going to interpret the the values and the test differently. But if you're asking the same people mm. again, then they have mm -hmm. their same values on the test. It makes kind of sense over time. Okay. But anyways, I think it's a really great idea uh, because number three is very similar. It's called start a family thankfulness tradition. And this is from Ronald Mc Donald camp, I guess. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> but like, you know, sit around at dinner before or after dinner and you all say what things you're thankful for. So number two and three are actually very similar. Hmm. It's about like recognizing in your life what mm -hmm. things are good. Okay. And focusing, try to focus on those. So you can be like, yeah, that's a good point. My daughter is healthy now. Isn't that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think about that all the time. Mm. Especially, you know, when she's asleep and I'm watching her sleeping, I'm so thankful. Mm. I, I do, you know, uh, pray every night before I go to bed. Mm. Uh, not like kneeling down kind, but just in my mind. Mm. You know, I, I say thank you and, uh, you know, ask for blessings. And um, it's a very peaceful way of going, you know, before going to bed ritual. Mm, 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 mm. Um, I, I do. I'm, you know, while we're talking, I'm making a list mm. of my points. But mm. you go ahead and I'll share with you later. <laughs> Um, well, this one I really like a lot. It's called Perform at Least One Act of Kindness Daily. There's a movie, a very famous movie called Pay It Forward. Have you seen that movie in America? Not a movie, but I've seen it's about a little, videos. Mm -hmm. It's about a little boy. It's about a little boy. It, this comes from this movie. It's about a little boy and he does three random acts of kindness. And he, when they like really big ones, they can't be like, you know, here's a hundred dollars. They have to be like, you know, something bigger, like dollars? helping someone. Uh, well, I was thinking not about dollars. So like helping a homeless person mm -hmm. find a place to stay, something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, uh, they have to be really big things, but you know, in this case, the, this particular thing doesn't mean that that's just in the movie. Mm -hmm. So like, it could just be, you know, buying a homeless person a sandwich or like mm -hmm. hel helping someone carry their groceries across the street, just like, so that you know that you are contributing to society and to other people in like a positive way so that when you reflect on yourself, hmm. you feel happy with your own performance as a member of society. And that helps people okay. feel and be happier. Hmm. Happiness travels and kindness travels. Mm -hmm. So I guess instead of uh, sending out negative messages and, you know, negative uh, performing negative actions, if we send out positive vibes and do kind deeds, that will. Well, I mean, I, it's not just about traveling. I think it's about 
being selfish. When I give a homeless person a hundred RMB, I'm being selfish because mm. they sure, you know, they're going to go buy a sandwich or whatever with that. But like, I feel good. Mm. So it's not, it's more like I, mm. I gave them the hundred RMB so that when I walk away, I feel like I'm a good person. So it's really a selfish act. If you ask me. Well, both ways. Let's call it a win-win situation. There you go. Good, <laughs> How do you like way that? To put it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Number five is like number three. Any others? Oh, there's like there's 62 mm-hmm. chips. So wow, we're not gonna make that. <laughs> Do you want to go? You... Well, you know what? No, there's no way we're gonna not gonna make it. Um, I'm gonna share some of my thoughts. Sure. Okay? Go ahead. Go ahead. And of course, tips. I remember talking about this topic when I was hosting my show. That's like you know eight years ago or something. Um, but mm-hmm. now I'm mm-hmm. older. Uh, there are some new thoughts, and I think um number one I'm gonna mention is actually. Uh, the realization that the starting point of being happier is to think less of yourself. Now, of course, mm-hmm. some of the acts you mentioned, right? They're uh, actively being um, alt- altruistic, you know, helping others. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what I mean is to think less of yourself as in do not care as much about yourself in like multiple ways. So to give one example, like how ladies, females, how much they care about their looks, mm-hmm. right? That's also caring about yourself. Imagine how much happier you would be if you did not care about your looks at all, mm-hmm. right? If you cared about your looks, every new wrinkle, every new blemish on your face is going to make you unhappy, right? And all, pe- women will pay loads of money to get rid of that one single wrinkle. And uh, they will, you know, probably lose nights of sleep because their new, like, white hair uh, popping out. Yeah, things like that, right? So imagine if you are confident enough and that if you are, uh, for whatever reason, you did not care about all of that. Mm. Then that's like baggages of unhappiness just thrown away out of the window. So that's just one example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Now, your mm -hmm. wife is a Buddhist. Right. Mm-hmm. And in Buddhist, there's the concept concept of uh, of not like no self. Right. So if you uh, but that's, you know, that's deep stuff. Um, if you go down uh, that path of understanding and logic will lead you to see that the self that we think we are actually don't exist. A lot of things that we think as uh, as us, as ourselves, as me, <laughs> don't actually matter much. I just pinched and myself. Actually, that's how you can tell if you're well, in a dream. Well, that worked. <laughs> I, I, I felt it. I'm just saying. Yeah. But, yeah. but my point is, like, a lot of uh, emotions we have, right? A lot of thoughts we have. And a lot of the other baggages that we carry, you know, our self-image, mm-hmm. self-confidence, how other people treat us. You know, he said this thing to me. That wasn't very nice. A lot of these things, we don't really have to care too much about them. And if you can actually make yourself so... um how does it like big enough that you don't care about a lot of those things mm-hmm. and you know, you have to be big enough to disappear in a way. Mm. Right. Um, you have to be big enough to realize that uh, I actually don't matter as much as I thought when I was in my twenties, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in my twenties, I felt like, or when I was even younger, I felt like I was the center of the universe. Mm. You know, like my daughter, she feels that now she's, she, she probably thinks she's the center of the universe. And a lot of things because of that, a lot of things will, uh, make her unhappy. And a lot of things are unfair. But as you grow, um, you mature and you realize that, okay, I am not that important. A lot of things will cease to bother you. So I think that's kind of uh, my starting point, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty, 
uh, general and pretty high level. Mm-hmm. Not as specific as the points you've given, but I think, you know, that's one of my conclusions. Mm-hmm. The real start of being happy is not to worry too much about yourself, not to consider every, not, you know, to satisfy all of your needs. I hope mm-hmm. that makes sense. Does I think, it? you know, it's similar, but not the same as one of the ones on this list. Number eight is uh, don't compare mm. yourself to others. So I think it's similar to what you're talking about. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's, it's not the same, mm. uh, but it's very, it's got the same kind of vibe where you're like not overly concerned if your life is not like, the, right. Yeah. If you got a white hair, you know, other ladies have white hairs too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I would not lose sleep over fine. I don't because I do find white hairs. I find white hairs in my (laughs) beard and things. And I'm like, yay, white hair. Mm -hmm. My wife is like, oh no, you have a white hair. Maturity. (laughs) I'm I'm like, yeah, this proves that I'm a man. And my wife is like, no, this proves that you're getting old. (laughs) (laughs) And she'll like plug it out. (laughs) No, she tries to. I'm like, no, this is my white hair. Stay away. (laughs) It took me. 40 years (laughs) so number seven is keep the right Mm -hmm. company and i think this is important that's important you know Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't want to say what kind of people you shouldn't hang out with so much but maybe you know people that are positive that are working hard you know we all have that friend that always says i'm gonna and then never do Uh, well i think we need to hang out with people who do and don't mm -hmm. talk so much about what they are going to do Mm -hmm. like because a lot of people say oh i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and then like uh, you know six months later they haven't done anything and they complain and, and there are those yeah and they complain what and my life is like that yeah and but then you have friends who are like uh i just did this i mm-hmm. just did that i'm doing this mm-hmm. and we need to find positive people who are trying to make the most of their life even if they're not actually if they're just really happy with where they are mm-hmm. then those people are going to rub off on you and be happy if you have someone you know obviously if you have a friend and they're down you we should help pick them up mm-hmm. but if someone's been down for the last two years <laughs> then maybe they should spend seek- a little less time with that person you know, because they're going to rub off on you yeah right. they're also going to like make you feel bad because they're complaining all the time mm. you know well that's um that's a good point and also i want to say similar to that is that as we get older we need to develop the ability to shut out a lot of uh, outside influences mm. because mm. there will be things that won't fit yeah, you, yeah, yeah yeah right and uh, of course there will be voices that you don't like to hear but more importantly people don't know you as well mm. Right. Even your parents or, um, you know, your relatives, they will, in a way, design your life in ways that they know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. That might not be the way that you want to design your life. Mm -hmm. Or um, some people are more vulnerable to, you know, verbal attacks or criticisms. You know, I I think I don't really uh, I'm not really a victim of that. You know, if somebody say something negative about me, uh, maybe I'll feel a little bit down for a little bit but then i'll judge whether or not the things he or she said make sense mm-hmm, if it doesn't mm-hmm. i i let it go and i think because you can it, it can crumble somebody's life right mm. if people are sensitive and vulnerable enough um what other people say carelessly can hurt them so i think we should develop this ability to shut mm-hmm. out um outside influences sometimes if they are you feel like it's bringing you down and that's an, that's an ability you know to to clear mm-hmm, things out mm-hmm. As I get older, you know, when you're younger, you want more things, right? You want more experiences. You want more uh, material goods. You want more degrees and all that. Mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. my stage of life, you know, early 40s, I want like less. I just want peace, right? Um, less noise mm. and not as much things, mm-hmm. um, not as many thoughts, just uh, a more peaceful existence. And 
that's for me is, you know, happiness. I think you're right for me too. What you said touches like Mm. my life. When I was young, I listened to loud music and I wanted to like all this like stuff that I I Mm. didn't get all of the stuff I wanted when I was that age. But now all I want is just like a home that's mine and like turn the volume down a little bit. (laughs) Nice and clean. And your wife goes, Jason, you're getting old. Number, uh, numbers eight, nine, and 10 are like all kind of the same. So they're all like, mm. I'm just going to read them off really. Sure. One of them is help other people. Another one is volunteer mm. and another, and it's slightly different, spend money on others. So I think the first two really like help volunteering is a great way to like, just make yourself feel better. Mm. If you just go and volunteer like once a month or once a week, whatever you have time for to help with anything where it helps other people or helps the environment or helps the world in any kind of way whatsoever, mm. I think you're going to feel better about yourself because your value is going to go up in your own mind Mm. because of what you're doing for other people. Right. But spending money on others, I don't necessarily think that means people who need Mm. like, for example, like, if you have your sister is in town and you and bring her out to dinner and you pay mm-hmm. like and without the expectation that she's going to buy for you next time. That's not what I mean. Mm. You pay because you want her to feel like, you know, I don't have a sister. Welcome. I'm just using this mm-hmm. as an example. You want her to feel happy and like she had a good time out and taken care of and like loved by someone else. That's going to make you feel good because you're that person who facilitated someone else. I think, again, all, a lot of the things on this list are really outwardly focused. Mm. They're focused on what part of the community of the social fabric am I? Mm-hmm. Am I a positive part of the social fabric? And that seems to be everything on the list is about like being mm-hmm. a helpful person for the world, for, for you know, your... Or they relate to what I was speaking earlier, not so clearly, mm-hmm. about like less about oneself, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit counterintuitive because if you ask, a, especially a younger person, Right. They might feel like being happy is to satisfy my needs mm-hmm. um, and the self becomes really important. But the thing is, if you carry that on, you know, the self gets more and more important. You, it will lead to more desires mm-hmm. and more unsatisfied desires and then more desires. Mm-hmm. It's not really a road down to happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but one day if you real growth comes in knowing that. You know, the universe is not centered around me and there's a big world. I'm just a dot on the net. And then, um, you know, what we've been saying will start all to make sense. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're all related to that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and also, can I contribute something else? Absolutely. Something that I was thinking about more recently, and that is um, no rush. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are a lot of great things that we can do, right? That, that lead to happiness or brings out happiness in the process. But none of them, I think, would be as happy if the process was rushed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you think of anything, right? Let's say you are going on a leisurely bike ride in Wuhan, which you enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if someone is you know, like, there's like a tiger chasing after you or <laughs> someone saying, you have to do this in like 10 minutes. And it's the same process, but just fast forward it. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you're not going to feel happy at all, mm. right? You're going to feel rushed and stressed and um, you might get the exercise out of it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not a peaceful feeling. How, how fast can a tiger a run? Um, 
Um, well, <laughs> I'm not too sure, but I think it's okay. I think they'll be able to catch a bike. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's such terrible yes. news. <laughs> can, can we can we have this per, per, like uh, theoretical event on a downslope because I can go really fast. Downslope? <laughs> well, well, it will be even worse if you crash. Because then, you know, <laughs> so you need to avoid that too. But, you know, that's my point. It's like anything. You know, a lot of people, they enjoy uh, afternoon tea, right? Or coffee. Mm -hmm. If someone mm -hmm. has a timer, you know, when they're doing that, they have a timer uh, in hand. Say, mm -hmm. you got to do this in five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be mm -hmm. fun. And same with mm -hmm. um, child raising, right? If you mm -hmm. want, you want to rush your child's growing up process. That's not going to be fun. That's not going to be fun. It's mm, going to lead to mm. a lot of uh, stress and anxiety. Mm. So I think mm -hmm. maybe because um, in this stage of my life, mm -hmm. early 40s, I just don't mm. want to be rushed. So in this scenario, am I allowed to use my bicycle as a defensive weapon against the tiger? You can. <laughs> you can take out the spokes. What do you call it? Right. And stab the tigers. <laughs> I was hold the bicycle up and just like. Good luck, Jason. Use the bicycle. To, anyways. <laughs> I was watching a video last night about like how to be a good speaker and the gentleman who um, led the speech talks about cadence and that means like in giving self-confidence projecting self-confidence people who use pauses and cadence hmm. come off as more uh, you know full of wisdom stable confident confident they, they know where they stand because hmm. they take their time and this comes off like what you're saying a lot with age yeah. we're not very good at that by the way Jason cadences our show lacks cadences <laughs> i actually wrote the word in a marker i have a, a marker like a pen last night on my arm and it says cadence on my arm right now because oh, i knew that this is something that i need to work on okay let's pause for like one second okay that's our cadence good too long oh wow it was that was that was brutal okay so okay that was some powerful <laughs> Two that lump together are 15 and 16, and they're more about the self. It's num number number 15, give to yourself. And number 16, forgive mm. yourself. So, you know, we all make... Oh, that's important. Mm, yeah, we yeah. all make, like, mistakes every few days or weeks or whenever, and, like, we feel, oh, we shouldn't have done it that way. We shouldn't have talked to that person in that way, but whatever. I think it's important not to, you know, to firstly say, okay, I'm, I'm going to deal with the situation differently next time. And number two, mm. don't keep punishing yourself in your mind about what you, how the way that you handle something at a particular time in your life or, you know, mm. and, you know, it's important right. to know one, move on mm -hmm. and like do it better next time. And two, yeah. let go. And which leads to another point that I think is important in being mm -hmm. happy. And that is try to be forgetful. Mm. I think half of being happy is just, first of all, not to focus on the unhappy things. And the other part is just to forget the unhappy things. Mm. Like, if you really live off, uh, like, hold on to all that garbage from the past, you're going to be dragged down to the gutters. Because everybody, we all have things that have been hurtful, mm. right? Things that we regret, things that were unpleasant. But seriously, just consider them, like, mentally throw them in garbage mm -hmm. bags hopefully disposable ones. They are on sale right now, easily available. Um, <laughs> and put them in these bags, tie them up, and literally just throw them mm -hmm, away. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you categorize them correctly. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, I think that also touches on number 19, don't look back. So I think, you know, mm-hmm. that is also kind of very similar to what's on the list. Um, number 17, though, I think is really important for some people, especially, is uh, to take joy in other people's accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So I know some people, I'm not going to say who they are or mm-hmm. whatever, that get like jealous. Mm-hmm. Like, because someone's making an accomplishment, they're like, oh, wow, why did they do it? What am I going to do? And it becomes about mm-hmm. themselves. And I think it's really important mm-hmm. if someone succeeds at something or in some way that we're like, wow, really good job. Well done. You know, like mm-hmm. let, let them have their moment. Don't make it about yourself, about you didn't accomplish that particular thing, but rather l- allow that person to experience your joy flourish. yeah flourish allow that but mm. let them know that you are happy that they are successful and also i think there's another side to it because there is the issue of um, a lack of self-confidence right for people who are not as mm-hmm. confident mm-hmm. uh when they see other people um, excelling at something else or just being super in one way or another the other side of this is to grow your own strength you have a lifetime mm-hmm. to do that pick something you know, something that mm-hmm. you are pretty good at and uh, work on it to develop it because there will, um, the truth is there will always be people who are prettier than you are, who are wealthier than you are, who are more capable than you are and many, many, many different things. That's not the way to, you know, gouge how great you are, right? That's not. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead, focus that energy on building up your own characters and your own strength. Mm -hmm. So whenever, you know, this person, that person might be a great artist and you are, you can barely draw stick figures, but that's no reason to make, Mm -hmm. to feel sad about yourself, right? Number 24, UCLA researchers report that people feel happier and a stronger purpose when they find the meaning of their life. And that could be Mm. to be a great spouse or to be a great gardener or to save the world, whatever it is. Mm. When people find something that they feel like is their purpose on, you know, I remember my grandmother about this, actually. I asked my grandmother this question like 15 years ago, and she said, my purpose is to help children. And she felt she was a very self happy, like really well adjusted person. Mm-hmm. And she would always like be teaching little children, her own, uh, her grandchildren, her, like friends. Uh, she babysat a lot of people. She knew kids nice. and she was always reading stories to them and interacting mm. with them. And she was, she felt that this was why she was here. Mm. And it made her really, really happy because when she was doing that, mm. she felt like satisfied that she was accomplishing what she what she was supposed to be mm. accomplishing. Well, finding one's purpose couldn't can be difficult for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy task. And especially if you want to think, find it like soon. I think it's just make it up. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I think the key to finding your purpose is just to make it up. You just say, OK, my purpose is this. And then like you just mm-hmm. as, as long as that's a positive thing, you stick with it. Right. Yeah. Well, or you maybe you have like certain natural tendencies. Like some people are born mm-hmm. musicians. Right. And there are people their purpose in mm. life is to make music but there are, i think most of us maybe our purpose is not as clear mm. and to be honest i don't think we were born with a certain purpose like engineered or in our genes it's something that we um make along the way if possible mm. um but as you said it, it it's not it doesn't have to be like one thing mm-hmm. right it could mm-hmm. be different mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. for example i found my purpose in sharing good books mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. something i love to do 
and something that my, um, you know, my friends, my book club members, my listeners, that they find helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a wonderful purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially since I don't really know how to do much else. I find that very, very useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I do agree that having this sense of purpose, um, it's both, you know, physically and mentally healthy for, for me, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great reason to get up early in the morning and um, to uh, to devote myself into continue this com- commitment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's just great in many fronts. You know, Beijing is yeah. full of a lot of really wonderful bookstores. Like, so there's the one in Shidan. There's a couple in Sanlitun. There's the one in Wangfujing. Mm-hmm. Beijingers are really, you know, there's the National Library, which is fantastic. And mm-hmm. there's also, I know there's another giant library in Panjayuan. Like, I think Beijingers mm-hmm. are really avid readers. Like, people really read up in that particular city. Wow, really? You, you think so? Well, that's good. Oh, that's my, I don't, I, I don't get out as much. Impression. So, I mean, I read a lot. I think I read more than like, <laughs> you know, probably like twice the average amount. Um, mm. but I, if that just happened to be my focus, my hobby. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think having a hobby in general is so good for one's like mental health mm-hmm. and for, for happiness. Um, so that's why a lot of people like after they, uh, their retirement, if they don't have, um, a hobby, something they love to do, um, some of them will feel lost mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. they retire. Mm-hmm. But for the ones who have a hobby mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, you know, a circle of friends who are devoted to uh, similar things, they're not going to be, they're going to be as engaged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you see the people uh, in the in parks exercising, mm-hmm. you know how they, some of them, you know, they go, no. I think, what do you call it? Like you, um, are they called shuttlecocks or something? Like yeah, 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 yes, yes. You kick them mm-hmm. in different ways and yeah. they have fancy ways of doing it. Mm. So sometimes in parks, you see like a circle of men or women. And they will kick this thing in like ways you can't even imagine Mm -hmm. backward and forward and over their heads, under their like legs. Um, You know, that's that's Mm -hmm. a hobby. Mm -hmm. And it's also an exercise. There's so many other choices. Number 30 on the list, and this one really works for me personally. That's why I bring it up. This is from the Yale professor who teaches happiness, mm. is to make baby steps towards your life goals. So whatever your life goals right. are, mm. it doesn't matter that you actualize them now or in a year or two years, but as long as each few months or year or so, you're closer than you were before, just a little bit mm-hmm. to whatever it is your, your goal is, then you're going to feel happier because you're going to be able to look back at the progress that you've made. I and I totally think that's very agree. true of me. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree. So set realistic goals, reachable mm-hmm. goals and break them down into small sections. I mean, maybe because we're a little older, like for when you were younger, you're more ambitious and you're going to do this. You're going to be that in like in a year. Mm. And now <laughs> I'm, that I'm 40, like a year feels like three months. <laughs> it just went by. <laughs> it's not enough time to get anything um, seriously done. And the only way mm. to really accomplish anything is actually to do a little bit of it every day or almost every day. Mm. I think that's that's really mm. the only way to to actually get things done. 
is to persistently, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, keep executing your actions. I think you've touched on something that a lot of people miss out on. And that is like what you just said, like mm-hmm. a lot of people, they make these big plans to accomplish something and they keep thinking about what they're going to do and thinking about what they're going to, and you know, talk to them a year later and they're still thinking about what they're going to do. <laughs> Success is measured in right. doing what you, you know, actions. So even yeah. if you're not doing that much, you just, okay. So you wanted to create a successful website. Well, the first step to having a successful website is to having a website that no one visits. Right. So you, right. Step exactly. one. Oh, open your website. <laughs> like if you haven't taken that first step, mm-hmm. then like nothing else is possible. Yeah. You know, the first step in having a successful website is to have a crabby one <laughs> so that you can work <laughs> yeah. on it. And also that's about exactly. uh, expectations, right? Set expect reasonable mm-hmm. expectations for yourself. Because, you know, I believe happiness is relative. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really relative. I think we have to acknowledge that. It's not like an absolute Mm -hmm. mark that you have to hit, Mm -hmm. right? If, let's say, in December, my daughter was, like, sick three times, Mm -hmm. no, and this month, she's been fine. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) life is good (laughs) (laughs) because of this comparison. You know, when we were in the hospital and still getting treatment, we were all worried and anxious. And after we walked out and things were okay, we were happy, even though it was like a sleep, sleep, uh, sleepless night. So it's, it's all relative, um, relative to your own, um, state of being, not to other people's because then you get in trouble. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so expectations is, is really important. What do you, you know, what are you, as, as we were saying, what are your goals, right? Mm -hmm. Make them realistic. Yeah. Um, can I contribute something else? Absolutely. Before I forget. Sure. Yes. Um, and that is, uh, I think don't buy too much stuff. I'm telling myself that I'm, I'm, being b- Number 43, avoid really? clutter. Oh, yes, yes, that, <laughs> yes. exactly. I mean, like, I know we need to contribute to, like, you know, domestic consumption and all that. And, and probably, you know, <laughs> international consumption. And I do my bit, mm. okay? <laughs> um, but there is a limit to it. Because I think by now, most of us, at least in the middle class, we have way too much. Mm, mm, mm. Like, just, oh, gosh, all the stuff that pile up in the house. And everything that you buy will turn out to be something that you have to take care of, especially if it's like, you know, pricey stuff. Like, I, can you imagine like people, they spend thousands and tens of thousands on handbags mm. and then they have to build like shelves on which to store them. Mm. And they can't put this here. They can't put it there. This will scratch it. That will taint it. Mm. Can you imagine I mean, like, if you give me a bag like that, I'm like, I can't take care of it. <laughs> can I can I sell it? <laughs> if you for you guys, I guess you guys like cars, right? Mm, well, it's not. But I you, don't like cars. Not you? Personal? No, no. OK, me neither. But like, you know, you see the pained expressions of people whose cars has been scratched mm, or mm, like dented mm, like they are hurt. And they, they'll be sad for, you know, quite a long period of time. Mm, mm. Um, but if they didn't have such a nice car to begin with, they're not going to be mm. that hurt. Mm. <laughs> right? So don't buy too much. It's, it's the stuff you have to take care of. Uh, just going back to what you said before, there's a business term that refers to, like, making sure you set reasonable expectations. So you know the term SMART? 
specific measurable this is how to achieve a goal according to like harvard business school Uh, specific measurable achievable realistic and time bound so i always found it interesting when i read this that a and r achievable and realistic are basically the same thing so two out of five things you need to do are make sure that whatever you break it down into small chunks which is what you were talking about before so i just wanted to come back around to that but i'm moving forward Mm. Uh, there's some really good stuff like here like choose positive and stuff but Mm. um be early be early by it means literally getting up earlier right going to bed earlier. Uh, you know like a lot of young people are like oh i'm I'm a night person. Well, you know, I used to say that too, but now I get up early and I feel so good when I get to work and everything's finished before work starts. I feel I'm like, Mm, people are showing up and I'm like almost done. And then the rest of the day, I'm just like, the look on your face. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just happy, well-adjusted. I'm going through my day and finishing the processes and like Mm. talking to people and trying to relax. Everyone else is panicked because they're trying to do the all their finish their projects at the last minute and like I already did it and so that makes me feel a lot happier and Jason Smith walks by with his finger pointed at people you people <laughs> you're late <laughs> late risers so look at the rush you're in mm. see it, it, it's related to uh the point I mentioned earlier no rush right mm, because mm, if you mm. wake up late but what it starts with the previous evening though you have to go to bed early mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be able yeah. to get up yeah. early uh, without feeling crappy. Mm-hmm. And then when you get up early enough, the day just goes so much more smoothly, mm. right? Because you're not rushed. If you get up late, everything else afterwards yeah. will be rushed. You're, you're and that's panicked. no fun. Yeah. Right. And day after day. I know, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I The avoid clutter thing, we've already covered that, but it, it's, it, you know, that's a, I think that's a really important one. So like keeping your house a little tidy is important, you know, not just, not just not. A little tidy? Not, okay. not just buy, not buying things. I think that's part of it. Not buying like the leg Lego, I don't know, Lego toy, Lego Darth Vader Mm -hmm. that sits on the counter. But also like if you have a Lego Darth Vader, you know, uh, put it away like in a drawer. Don't just have like all your Lego stuff sticking out there. I feel like we're going to get like comments from Lego company (laughs) saying, why did Jason target us? But Legos, I I do agree. I love Legos. Legos. They're so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But they're they're plastic. We're covered. (laughs) Okay. You're right. You're right. They're plastic. But Lego Darth Vader will be appreciated in 1000 years. Okay. Okay, So moving forward, (laughs) this you may, I'm not sure where you fall on this. So you may agree. You may disagree. But number 45 is get a pet. So yeah, it says get a pet. I'm wondering, baby, do you have a pet? Oh, no, I have a daughter. That's enough. <laughs> no, no pets. <laughs> I, I have a cat mm. and my cat is delight delightful. You know, I play with her throughout the day and she, mm. she makes me, she doesn't do anything. She just lays in a basket <laughs> and eats and poops and like looks out the window. Mm-hmm. But I pick her up every now and then and it makes me feel good. Mm. Well, it sounds like she has a good life. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm jealous. Okay, so this one's similar to what you said before. Number 47 is for, according to Cornell University. Oh, why, my alma mater. Yay. Oh. What does it say? It says, don't buy... It says, don't buy things, buy experiences. So go instead of like getting a new car, Mm -hmm. go to Thailand, you know. Okay. (laughs) Well, it sounds pretty different, (laughs) but I get the point. Yeah. Yeah, Experiences will stay in your life. Yeah. And also, you know, by this stage of, um, I think we all have enough stuff. 
right? Yeah. And the other day, I heard this uh, some kind of a promotion of a new idea, and someone who uh, um, made up his mind not to buy anything mm, for a mm, year. Wow. Well, besides like the basic necessities, it's like besides food and Tooth- other stuff. Toothpaste. Like if you need <laughs> your toothpaste, uh oh, well even toothpaste. So his method was like if I need anything, I have to look for. Um, ingredients or elements from whatever things I already have and see if I can use that instead. Mm. So he made it like almost like a mission, Mm. right? Maybe I guess he could make videos out of this, Mm -hmm. like how he can survive for a year without Mm. buying um, any new stuff. Like, for example, if you need toothpaste, I have baking soda, I have baking soda and uh, coconut oil, right? And I have a toothbrush that will work and salt. I think they would, uh, and, and flour, and whatever you can put in your mouth to brush your teeth with, <laughs> and green tea. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure. <laughs> it could be a fun project. Yeah, right? I'm not sure about the tea because I think tea and coffee stain our teeth, but all the other things sound fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. The, the tea could be the mm-hmm. good breath part. Yeah. <laughs> um, so number 50, I think is interesting. And I th- this is important. I think for young people, especially, I think people you're in our age are more comfortable with this, but mm-hmm. changing your view on chores. So, you know, mm. making the bed shouldn't be like, Oh gosh, you have to make the bed mom. <laughs> Instead it's Aww. like, get up and make the bed. And then, Hey, wow. The room looks That's beautiful. True. Doesn't it? Or you cannot make the bed and shut the door. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I found out. I found your dirty place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I do get it. You know, having a neat house definitely contributes mm. to um, your level of happiness. But the thing, something I found out mm. after I became a mom is that it's nearly impossible mm. to to keep the house tidy, mm. you know, when you have a kid at mm. home. It will improve over the years. So in the first few years, I kind of uh, developed this mental skill mm-hmm. of blocking things out. You know, it's like, because, you know, when you have a toddler, mm-hmm. It's just everything is on the on the ground yeah. or on the mat. Mm. And if you care so much about keeping a neat house, you will exa- you will, you know, rob- either die of exhaustion <laughs> from cleaning up again and again and mm. again, or you're going to die of like mental anxiety or some other kind of, you know, mental attacks because you can't stand it. So the 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 ability adaptation process I went through is I was just going to block that site, you know? Like to focus on something else, to ignore it for now, because I couldn't afford to spend that time cleaning it up. Wow. Um, but later on, it gets it gets better. Yeah, I think the reason why I'm a pretty happy person is I'm pretty good at adapting to new situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that takes training, and I think being a mom uh, trained me a lot in in that sense. I kind of agree with you, and uh, uh, you know, you remind me of something. I actually do keep a, most of the house really clean, mm. but then I usually have my desk, which is like not that big. It's pretty small where my computer is. This area, I always tell my wife, is my mess area, <laughs> and so like it, it has like napkins on it and like <laughs> chopsticks that have and just random stuff just sitting there. And this is my uh, it's my it's my messy space. But the rest <laughs> of the house, I try to I try to keep in an orderly way. Mm-hmm. But this is my like. Like I'm allowed to kind of mess it up. <laughs> you know what? I think I get what you mean. Um, I enjoy having a, like a special place. That's like the dump mm. area, right? Because <laughs> I think it's nearly impossible to keep the entire house clean. Mm-hmm. Like in the States, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a house, you have the attic, right? You have the basement and you can sort of just, you know, the useless stuff for now, you can store them there. Um, if you have a smaller place, that's a bit of a luxury, 
right? But I think um, just knowing that there is a place where you can just throw things into it and deal with it later is such a relief. So that you don't have to immediately mm-hmm. tackle all these, you know, cleaning and ordering, organizing problems right away. Um, also, I, I want to squeeze this in before mm. yeah, to make sure we have time. I think a lot of things we discussed today, a lot of these uh, tips you mentioned earlier, um, it also goes back to you know the first tip I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is removing attention away from yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. do, do, do you see? You know how doing things for others and uh, learn to appreciate a lot of things. It's actually drawing attention from focusing just on yourself to mm-hmm, other mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Or even having a hobby, right? Or having something that you love to do. Getting in flow, you know, the flow state where you are so totally focused on something external. Mm. Right? Either you're reading, you're listening to music, you're meditating. These are all uh, removing attention from uh, focusing just on me, 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 because focusing too much on yourself actually will make you feel bad, pretty mm. bad, because you're mm. you're gonna see so many flaws. Well, not me, right? And you're gonna be thinking, <laughs> oh yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Just want to clarify. <laughs> um, or things things that you want but you don't have, mm, mm, or mm, right mm. things that goals that are not met. So I, I think it all kind of relates back to that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cadence. Uh, yeah. And then go number f- <laughs> Number 54. Now, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, the Group Health Research Institute uh, found that people who uh, listen to music every day over a three-month period were just as likely to have a 50% decrease in anxiety as patients who received over that same three-month period 10 one-hour-long massages. So music, you know, for me, that means like calming music. I I don't know. I don't know if they not heavy metal. (laughs) When I was young, heavy metal. Now I I can't even not even start. Yeah, (laughs) I never really understood heavy metal. Yeah, but anyhow, I it's very passionate. I would definitely go with the hour-long massage. Like I, I, (laughs) yeah, it does. It won't take me any time to to make that choice but it's not available you know my wife is with you yeah that she always goes and gets like she pays like 500 rmb <laughs> for like seven massages wow. and she's gone every every couple days for a couple weeks and then she's just like looks like jelly <laughs> <laughs> but it feels so good to feel like you know jelly mm-hmm. all your not no 10 spots and I, I, I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that i really wanted to you know why i really wanted to live in China and also in a city like mm-hmm. Beijing. So there's mm-hmm. so many um, spa places, mm-hmm. right? You can go for massages yeah, right. and facials. But then who would know that now I live in a place that, like, you know, it's on the edge of the city and there are <laughs> oh. no massage parlors near where I live. But someday, someday. I'm surprised because there are so many in Beijing sometimes. It's like, you know, I just, there must be one in your neighborhood. You just don't know about it. Um, there's a tiny one, but it's not like as uh, clean and stuff. Mm-hmm. And most of the people working there are males. You know what they really have a lot in China, I notice is blind masseuses. So I've never actually yes. been to one, but I see the advertisements everywhere. And my wife is like, oh my gosh, you have no idea how good it is <laughs> <laughs> they are they are professionally trained the, mm. that's the one we have near us um is also one like that um but the thing is for me is uh most of them are male like there were two girls there but the, i think mm. last time mm. i went mm. they went home for like the new year and didn't choose to come back so mm. not mm. very consistent but see um for them that's one of their 
uh, popular choices for profession. Mm, mm. Like they, they would, yeah, 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 some yeah. of them choose massages yeah. or others uh, piano tuning. Mm. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. So number 55 is one that you and I are already very good at. And that is laugh. Oh, yes. <laughs> and laughing is contagious. Yeah. It's pretty, con- it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. Laugh and smiles. Some of the other ones are obvious. 57, exercise 30 minutes a day and 58, eat healthy and uh, 59, get more sleep. So those are things. Definitely 59, 59, get more sleep. It's so important. <laughs> well, I agree. I, but I, it's never been a problem for me. I've always slept like nine hours. So like everyone's always, what? you need to get at least seven. I'm like, what are you talking about? Seven. <laughs> that's way, way down there. <laughs> I'm not. Wow. That's good for you because I, I think I'm not a good sleeper. Like I don't sleep very well because mm. like my mind is all over the place mm. uh which which uh, i know i do need to you know uh, meditate a little bit more to help it calm down but it's only at this stage of my life that i discovered how important sleep is mm. like if you don't if you don't get enough sleep and quality sleep nothing else is gonna flow mm. like you're not you're not you're not gonna feel good no matter what so mm. it's really really crucial but it's hard to convince younger people you finished yeah. the list number 62 meditate so Ooh. that actually we i skipped over a bunch that were similar to each other because i was like oh this is the same it's just repeating itself mm. but we did actually kind of make it through the list which i thought i think is pretty amazing you know why because we talk like we're being chased by tigers <laughs> I'm I am going to be so scared the next time I'm on my bicycle. <laughs> You'll be <laughs> looking back all the time. <laughs> You're going to be okay. Mm. No worries. Yeah. You know, I think American, a lot of American folks and a lot of Chinese folks work similar kind of hours. I think there's a lot of commonalities. Most of the things that we mentioned on this list are like the same in China and America, mm. h- helping others, right. uh, c- keeping tidy, you know, getting a little bit of exercise, getting a little bit more sleep, meditating, mm. uh, you know, setting realistic goals. I think these are kind of globally kind of applicable sorts right. of things that we can do. All of us can do to just lead lead a happier life. And also, I think when we talk about happiness, right, uh, we need to think about are you looking for immediate happiness or um, mm-hmm. long term mm-hmm. happiness, right? Stability yeah. kind of mm-hmm. happiness. And I think that's a that's a mm-hmm. huge difference because um, the things you need to do mm-hmm. to reach that goal will be vastly different. And maybe younger people, they are more, um, you know, they're looking for something like, I want to be happy now. Like my daughter would say, I want to do this now. <laughs> I want that now. But as yeah. you get older, you know, you treasure uh, stability and peace a lot more. And that's like happiness for me. You know, if like nothing bad happens. Ah, that's happiness. Well, yes. also going back to what you said before, like long-term stability, you know, doing a little bit of something every day to reach that goal that you, you know, if you set a lofty goal for yourself, mm. don't wait five years, you know, start tomorrow <laughs> and like, just do a little bit, right. a little bit, a little bit. Exactly. So I, I hope that what we've been sharing today um, will be helpful. And just so you know, we talk so fast um, <laughs> that I think some of my <laughs> listeners like when they listen to our shows, like when when it, when the show starts, they will think that it, the show is on speed, not speed dial, but you know, it's been fast. It's fast <laughs> yeah, forwarding. Yeah, sped yeah. up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But actually, it's just our normal tempo. But we we should slow down a bit too. Yeah. Okay, that's like our new year goal. Slow down a little bit. That is my goal. Work on my cadence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always a great pleasure speaking with you, baby. Yes. yes. Well, same here. Thank you. And don't worry. Okay, next time you're on a bike, I don't think they have tigers lose on the street in Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be looking. All, All right. right. All right. Bye, Bye-bye. guys. Bye, Jason. Bye.